Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. Yeah, what the fuck's going on with you, man? How are you, man? <laughs> hey, man, how are you? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> what the fuck's up with you? What's up? <laughs> Uh, did you have a good weekend? I know you were renovating and you had a kid birthday party and shit to go to. So many things this weekend. But yeah, no, it was really good. Thank you for asking. It was good. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I've still got this, this little rivalry going that I'm trying in, to build up between my mom and my girlfriend. At first, I thought I would try and defuse it. But now I might as well just keep pouring gas on that fire. Oh, you are in like the most dangerous territory right now. You realize this. What are you doing? My mom, uh, so I was out on Saturday night, but I came back on Sunday morning and I, I thought, all right, well, it's been a while since I've come home the next morning to my mom's house, but I'll do this here. I walked in the door, didn't ask where I was, didn't ask anything. She just said, I'm baking bread. It's in the oven and it'll be ready soon. She baked bread. That's fucking great. So the house just smelled like fresh baked bread. Yeah. You enjoyed yourself a slab with some butter or something? Like Absolutely. Yeah. I'm surprised she didn't churn the butter. Wow. She's really rolling <laughs> She's out the red carpet here, Kat. Does she just live like that all the time or is she doing this for you? You know, it's a really good question. I'm not sure. At various times, both my brother and sister have lived with her. Since they were adults, I'm going to have to find out if she does this for everybody or if I'm just getting the white glove treatment here. The laundry was done. Mm. She made bread. I'm really trying to not get used to this, but wow, nothing beats uh, mom's home cooking, cat. And baking. <laughs> she rotisseried a chicken. It was amazing. Really? Yeah. Wow. Incredible. <laughs> uh, I love rubbing it in my friends' faces. Okay, Kat, we are uh, uh, now into a whole ton of breaking news as we record. The health minister, Christine Elliott, trotted out this morning, and it was more of a saunter, really. And, and she made some announcements about the kid version of the COVID vaccine. And before I tell you what she said, why did we need to fly a plane from Germany or wherever it is over to Hamilton with millions of pediatric doses. Because as I understand it, the Pfizer vaccine is the same one for kids as it is for adults, just in a smaller dose. We already had hundreds of thousands of doses that weren't being used because not everybody wanted a shot. So why couldn't we just take the shots we already had and take out a smaller amount and inject the kids with that? Or is it a different formula? Um, they actually do take something out of it. It is actually a different formula from what I heard. Really? Yes. There's actually one thing, ingredient. I'm going to use that word, and I'm sorry the terms are not there, but apparently, yes, there is one thing missing. You can look it up and find out exactly what it is and why, what the reasoning is. But yes, I heard it's a different ingredient. I'm really, uh, I, I want to read what Nassie said. And I am not a fan of Nassie. I think Nassie should be disbanded. I think they are just awful for the way they conducted themselves and the way they've presented material to Canadians for the last year and a half. However, having said that, and this is a big grain of salt on my part, I do want to read what they said specifically about this pediatric version. Just a couple highlights from their release that came out on Friday, because I think most people heard it's approved for kids ages 5 to 11. But they didn't actually read what Nassie wrote. And there's a couple things in there that you might want to know. This is directly from them. A quote. It is essential that children ages 5 to 11 years and their parents are supported and respected in their decision 
regarding COVID-19 vaccinations for their children, whatever decision they make, and are not stigmatized for accepting or not accepting the vaccination offer. In other words, before you get any dumb fucking ideas, Doug, about putting the vaccine passports on 5 to 11-year-olds, there's Nassie right there saying, don't fuck around with this. Mm-hmm. Nassie says, and I quote, it is not justified to vaccinate children only to benefit others. Remember that line? You get vaccinated for everybody else. You get vaxxed so others are safe. Not that argument doesn't fly with kids, according to Nassie. Can I correct myself, too? That's not true, that it's a different formula, but they gave a number of reasons why they're changing it. Just you just want to confirm that that's not the case. Okay. Nassie says the overall safety and effectiveness data is limited for children. Any uncommon, rare, or very rare AE that occurs at the frequency less often than 1 in 1,000 would not be detected by this trial size, the trial size that they used on the kids' study. They say, given the short-term uncertainties surrounding pediatric vaccination at this time, Children and their parents or guardians should be supported and respected in their decisions. You can read that. It's at Canada.ca. NASI's guidance on the kid vaccinations. To me, I'm really happy that NASI is specifically saying, don't do what you did with the adults. Don't do the whole get shot, get your shot, or you're getting fired. Don't do the, you're a bad person and contributing to the decline of society if you're not vaccinated. They're saying this is a personal choice with limited trial data and every parent needs to make their own choice. And if you want to stigmatize somebody else for not being vaxxed or for being vaxxed, don't let everybody make their own decision. But it's already happening. Oh, it's, it's already, already happening. happening. Yeah. I'll tell you, I've been involved already because I have young kids, not at the age um, where they can even be vaccinated, but I have young kids. So I get involved and roped into these discussions. Sometimes it's with family. Sometimes it's with friends. We knew that this was coming. So this is where the questions open up. And I know, I don't, I think of it as a personal question, but I ask it anyway. And mm-hmm. I'll say that. I'll say, by the way, you don't have to tell me. But I will ask, hey, are you thinking about doing it? And I, have, I don't care either way what you, you are choosing. I'm just curious. It's good to have open conversations because maybe they're going to mention things that make you think of something that you never thought of. That's why I like to have the conversation. But you can right away tell, Scott, the people that do judge. Maybe they're judging because you're doing it or considering it. Maybe they're judging because you're not going to do it. But I've already been roped into several conversations, one of them actually over the weekend, which got very awkward. Really? Yeah. How did it get awkward? Well, one person was unsure. Yeah. The other person was extremely sure that they should do it. And why would you not? And yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but this, you know, yeah, but that. Haven't you read up? Haven't you done your fact checking? It's it's like this is a parent who's looking for who's taking their time and looking into it. Why can't we respect that? Why can't we for anybody? You know, and vice versa. If it was someone who was like, oh, fuck, yeah. The second that portal opens, my kid is getting signed up. Here we go. Why can't they do that if they're so sure of it? Like, chill out with the commentary. It's okay to have the conversation, most definitely, but make sure that you're not doing it from a judgy angle. And again, we go back to the adults. Same thing happened there, but it's a bit different because you're talking about yourself. So you're defending yourself. Here, there's children involved, and I feel like that's where it gets really sensitive. 
it can get very sensitive for a parent to hear something someone wants sure. to say about uh, their Probably parent. a few of those. Gets, I really appreciate that he included loss it's of escalating. taste or smell. And again, I've been roped into a few conversations about it, and I already, I hate it. So now I'm probably going to avoid it from here forward, but I don't think we can avoid it. I really don't. It's just going to continue to come up in conversation. I, uh, I really, really, really hope that this time around, because this, this is a tough one. These are kids. These are, uh, as a parent, you're entrusted to make these decisions on behalf of your kids. And I don't know if anybody can say for certain 100% your kid will be fine if they take that shot. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the shot. I'm not questioning the science, yada, yada, yada. I'm not. But this is a choice that parents have to make. And what you're comfortable letting your kid do, other parents aren't comfortable letting their kid do. Don't judge. Don't stigmatize. Don't be an asshole. And and this shit where we shame people for not being vaccinated or we question them for having gotten vaccinated because it does go both ways. Let's be honest here. It can't happen this time with the kids. That is specifically from NASI. A change announced this morning from Uber Eats. Would you like to know what's new on the menu at Uber? Let's do it. Uber Technologies is going to allow users in Ontario to place orders for cannabis on the Uber Eats app, marking the ride-hailing giant's foray into the booming business of pot. Uber Eats will list cannabis retailer Tokyo Smoke on their marketplace starting today, following which customers can place orders on the Uber Eats app and pick up at their nearest Tokyo Smoke store. Uber which already delivers liquor through the Eats unit, Mm -hmm. has had its sights set on the burgeoning cannabis market for a long time now. In April, the company said they'll consider delivering cannabis when the legal coast is clear in America. Well, it's been clear in Canada for three years. We're still playing catch up here. So I don't know that you can actually get it delivered, but you can pre-order and pick it up. That's a start. But I think they should just go all in on this and just deliver it. I can't think of a good reason why it's not a good idea to deliver it. If they can deliver alcohol with all the right checks and balances, why couldn't they deliver weed? And do we really want people that are high or maybe uh, still high or don't realize how high they are driving to a cannabis store to reload? I'd rather them just go on the app and get a couple more pre-rolls delivered. I think the only place where you're going to have people who are hesitant and not, and not like this is underage so which could be the same for alcohol i mean again you said it and it's true they've been delivering alcohol this way in other ways how do we know for sure that that doordash delivery person is going to do their due diligence and check for identification is there something to that is that maybe why and i'm not saying i'm worried i had covid and i did sorry uh yeah you know cat i I don't know that the underage thing is that big a problem. Now, I've never had alcohol delivered from Uber Eats to my house. Nor have I. And I assume that there's a process that you go through for this. And whatever that process is, fine. I'll assume you've done your homework. But I am kind of wondering what the holdup here is. I distinctly remember in the lead up to it. And maybe I was even part of it. Because I can admit now, I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. When we legalized pot and I thought... Oh, this is bad. There's probably going to be more DUIs and all that shit. Well, none of that shit came to fruition. Society didn't end. We're getting used to it. It's normal. There's five cannabis shops on every street, it seems. Yeah, and in malls and everywhere. Yeah. I'm still amazed at the amount of cities that don't sell it, though. It's very, very 
difficult for me to accept that, for example, in the GTA, you cannot buy cannabis in Mississauga, but you can in Brampton. You can buy it in Milton, but not in Oakville. There's like 50 of them in Burlington. I don't understand why some of these cities still are not allowing cannabis retailers. What don't you understand about what's happening here? Let's fucking go. Yeah, and eventually, and you know it's going to be the case eventually. Eventually, they all will. So why they're not pulling the trigger now, I couldn't tell you. I guess it varies city by city, I assume. And for the people who don't want it, for the people who think, no, I don't want to be corrupted with these drug stores everywhere, you don't have to go. Corrupted. Don't go. <laughs> don't fucking go. It's also, really easy. Also, calm the fuck down. Maybe you should take a hit. And calm the fuck down, anyone yeah. who's thinking that. We're not talking about the Ontario cocaine store. We're talking about the Ontario <laughs> cannabis store. It's We're not that big a deal. About fucking meth mart, okay? <laughs> calm down. <laughs> fuck. Oh, so frustrating, the things that people get fixated on. Uh, did you watch any of the video from that parade yesterday with no. the guy with the SUV? I, I, I don't, down? I don't want to, I know, I know the headline and that was enough for me. So I haven't watched it. No. Why? Uh, maybe there is no why. Maybe there's just no understanding or getting in the head of someone who would take their SUV and intentionally run people down during a parade. Maybe there's just no way that we can comprehend that, but I'm going to tell you, it is so fucking sad. That it's something as simple and innocent and pure as a Santa Claus parade in November. Somebody would do that and he ran down the marching band. Uh, the whole thing was being live streamed. Like there was people at home that didn't want to take on any COVID concerns. They were just watching a web yeah. stream of a parade waiting for Santa. Don't forget with families, with young kids watching. With kids and then this happens. One of the videos, and I do have some up at scottandcat.ca. One of the videos, there's a little girl just dancing off the curb on the street. And this SUV went blowing by her. I thought, oh, God, don't hit that kid. Don't hit that kid. And luckily, it didn't hit that kid. But as we know, it went on to hit a lot more. As we record now, there's over 40 injured and five dead. That's horrible. Doing something so simple and pure, like going to a parade. I don't know what it's going to take, Cat, but it's, again... People are fucked up. They really are. What's happening now is scary, scary shit. Uh, <laughs> I like this. I want to introduce you to a guy who took a different approach when he wanted to ask a girl out. He wanted things to be planned to the nines. And he wanted to make sure that she had a good time. What's the best way to get a second date? Make sure the first date goes well. So... He created a little Google form and got her to take his survey to figure out how this date should go. I want to play a little bit of this woman explaining how this date went on TikTok. Check it out. A friend of mine recently asked me out on a date. And after I said yes, he uh, sent me a Google form. Let's go through it together. Why don't we? First up, you've agreed to go on a date with Graham. Congratulations. He promises a good time with your preferences in mind. He asked me what my name is. I sure hoped he knew that answer. When I'd like to start the date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what style of date I'd prefer. Okay, let's pause right there. So here's her options. She can choose dinner and a movie. The movie would be Dear Evan Hansen. Dinner and Imagine Van Gogh exhibit. Hike or outdoor option. Weather contingent. Beach day and ice cream. Skating with hot chocolate. Hand holding optional combination of any of the above or other 
There's something in there for everybody. Anybody, she could check off any one of those things, and he's going to plan the date based on her preference. Okay. Isn't that cool? That I, I like that part about it. I like this specific part. Okay. Okay, let's go on. Um, dinner and a movie is what I chose because that's just what we had already discussed. But, you know, these are some good other options. I also appreciated that he included other options so I could suggest my own. Then he asked what kind of food I liked. I There is Indian, Thai, burgers, steakhouse, or hilarious vegan options. Hilarious <laughs> vegan. I would, I would do that. I wouldn't want to eat it, but I would just do it because I'm curious what that's supposed to mean. Let's go order some vegan nachos and see if the cheese melts. <laughs> yeah, like, you're just really going to roll the dice with this one. Hilarious? Why is the word hilarious in it? Now, safety first. He also inquired as the next question, do you have any allergy restrictions for this date? This is good to know. If she's allergic to... I don't know, uh, pepper. Well, maybe you skip the steakhouse. There's lots of things. Uh, Thai, uh, that could contain some peanuts and, and such. So maybe we don't do that if she's got a nut allergy. Great. He's thought of everything so far. Let's go on. I honestly, I clicked all of the options because I, I'm not a very good at picking food. Or am I that picky? Um, a scale of fancy schmanciness from one to five. Um, I just picked everyday casual because... The options, by the way, were basically pajamas, Active wear, everyday casual, business casual, or dress and suit and tie. You got to keep track of your previous answers so you don't agree to go ice skating in a suit and That's tie. That's what I was wondering too. Was like, <laughs> if you're, but there are people who would want fancy across the board. I want to be. I want to go to the Van Gogh exhibit. I want to wear a dress. I don't know how many people want to do that. I don't know a lot of them personally, but okay, maybe you are that type. I want to put on a really nice, expensive dress. Get all decked out, go to see Van Gogh, and sit down at a fancy spot. So, uh, all right, there's an option for you. So far, by the way, is this cute or is it creepy? I, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't think either of those options are what I would choose. Okay, let's go on. I didn't want it to be too fancy, but, you know, I appreciated the option. He would have shown up in a dress and suit and tie if I had selected it. I'm certain of it. And then at the bottom, he asked if there was anything he should know. And I included um, a disclaimer that anything he doesn't say can and will be used in a future TikTok. And he agreed. So here we are. And then while I was driving to the city that he lives in, he sent me this um, fancy schmancy invitation to the date. Um, please find attached casual invitation. I said, wow. Cat, that's more than a casual invitation. He did up like a full wedding style invite to this date. It says dinner and a movie, a casual dress event on the 7th of October arrival, 5 PM dinner, 530, 7 PM dear Evan Hansen at the park theater. And he, I itemized all of the different things that they're doing for the date. That's like a casual invite. like a text. Yeah. Yo, let, I'll pick you up at eight. That's a casual invite. Why do we need to be ambiguous? I love an agenda. Ooh, it's 7.30. Okay, it's time for the movie. Oh, after this, we're going here. I love to know that stuff. That's amazing to me. Why are you shaking your head? No, I'm just thinking um, that's good. That's good. And maybe he had a feeling that that girl would appreciate it. But I, it, it, maybe that's the skeptic in me. How many chicks does he send this Google form out to? Like, that took a lot of prep. And either he's, he's doing a lot of preparation for a date with this girl because he really likes her. But I would want to know 
have, do you do this all the time? And, and like you keep your shit on file? Like, oh, it was that one that I fucked at the park. That date went well. well. I'll take this chick on this other date. Like, why are you keeping this information? What is it for? Or are you really just trying to make the date what I want it to be? Which is very, which I appreciate. That's great. But why the Google form? It's very formal for me. It's a little too formal for me. I like a little spontaneity. Like, my husband took us out to Niagara Falls a random Tuesday night, just picked me up and said, where do you want to go? And I joked about Niagara Falls. We drove to Niagara Falls that night. Like, that's one of the reasons why I married the guy. Spont- like, it was just spontaneous and fun. I don't like a fucking itinerary. I don't want one. I want to be able to wing it. Okay, but I mean, nothing's forcing you to stay on the itinerary. Can we not agree? Uh, it seems like dude is forcing me to stay on the itinerary. I would insist on I staying feel, on the itinerary. I feel like he's going to get a tick if I don't stick to the That's the impression I get. I got to stick to the fucking play-by-play. Can I pee in between there? Is there room for a pee break? Can you write that in, guy? Well, I mean, you could still add a little bit of spontaneity. Maybe between uh, dinner and the movie theater, you spot a little... A, a nice little gelato shop, and you stop and oh. get some on the way. There's the spontaneity oh. you wanted. Can't do it. Can't do it. We have no time for gelato. Sorry, bitch. Let's go. Let's hear the rest of it. Wow, so casual. What an honor to receive such an invitation. Um, super casual. We went out on said date. It was lovely. Um, and then he followed it up by sending me an exit interview that I never actually filled out. So here's my answers. Exit survey, date night. Um, in the interest of professionalism and giving dating the structure and administrative bureaucracy it has always deserved, Graham has requested you fill it. It was optional. Exit survey, I see you as optional, so I didn't fill it out, but here you go. On a scale of awkward to charming, how would you rate Graham's performance? One to five? You know, I would say probably like a four. Not because of his specifically awkwardness, but there was awkwardness because it's a first date and that's just how it goes. At any point in our date, did you experience the following symptoms? Um, just a whole list of ridiculous symptoms. Well, I mean, it's good to know if she experienced butterflies or exhilaration. What's wrong with just asking a fucking person? Hey, did you like the date? Do you do you like me? Do you think I'm cute? Whatever, however you want to ask it. Why do you got to send out a fucking survey? Nausea, heartburn, <laughs> no. upset stomach, oh my God. headache. Just to have a conversation. Maybe she'd like to not necessarily have to inform him this that chick went out with Mark Zuckerberg. Okay, like this is very, very robotic to me. Yeah, sure, uh, probably a few of those. I really appreciate that he included loss of taste or smell because he knows I had COVID and I did lose my scent and taste. So, um, what words might you use in a future song or TikTok to describe your experience? Um, here you go. These are the words. <laughs> it was really nice. Any further comments? Um, this is hilarious. So anyway, as long story short, I'm dating someone now long distance, and that's fun. You may all go stalk him if you'd like. Tag him in the comments below. That's beautiful, Kat. That <laughs> is the kind of organized love that I think we should all aspire to have. It's clean. <laughs> it's clear. It's data-driven. It's scientifically based. This is the kind of date that we should all aspire to have. Everybody knows where we're going. You had to do some preparation and planning in advance. This is good. And I get it. You like spontaneity. There's something here for everybody. Okay, we've agreed. We're going to go see Dear Evan Hansen. And then you read the reviews and find out it's cock awful and think, okay, no problem. Well, look at this. Uh, the, the, the new James Bond movie is playing. We'll go see that instead. 
As long as you can deviate from the plan, it worries me. But the theme is the same. We're going to the theater. We may call the audible on the movie, though. Yeah. Again, like, it's just how many times has he sent this one out? That's my only. That's my only concern, really. Is that, aside from the itinerary, you know what? Maybe that's great with you. You want to be organized. But how many times has he sent this Google form out? How many dates has he been on that he's done this for? And what are you using the reviews of yourself for? To improve yourself? Like, don't get me wrong. We've talked about reviewing dates before, and I think it's a fantastic idea. I think everybody should come with a review so you know, oh, fuck, he's two and a half stars. I'm out of here. Right. Right. I trust those women know what they're talking about when they dated this guy. Uh... You know, it, this is a little, I just, what are you using it for? Are you trying to sort out what got you laid the best? Like, there's a lot of different things that could be behind it. And I'd like to be optimistic and think he's just really trying to improve himself and his dating skills and trying to figure his way out. Because it's a weird time right now. It's a weird time for people who no. are dating. Post-COVID, people are hesitant. You want to make sure you get it right. I sympathize with all of that. But I still have some questions. Nah, Kat. In the dating pool, we're all playing checkers and this guy's playing chess. He's thinking on another level. This is brilliant. If for no other reason than it gets her into it. It gets it creates some excitement. She feels like she had a hand in it. It shows that you're organized and that you're attentive and pay attention to details, that you care. Oh, there's upside. Don't get me wrong. I'm not completely cons on this. There's some pros. I just need to know, I, I feel like I would need to dig a little deeper. And maybe on that date, that's the perfect place to go. Like, do you always like to be so itemized in your dates? Do you ever have room for spontaneity? Um, how many people have you sent this out to? Is that bad if I ask those questions on a first date? This guy might as well have taped a $100 bill to his dick and sent her a picture of it because she'd want that too. This is an easy way to get in her head, to take away all the ambiguity and awkwardness of that date, or most of it anyway. The only thing he didn't ask that he probably should have is, what about afterwards? So now we've agreed, we're going to go to dinner, we're going to go to a movie, then we're going to go our separate ways. Or are we? And if we are going to go our separate ways, how's that going to look? Mm -hmm. Are we doing a kiss? Are we doing... Yeah. What kind of kiss yeah, are we doing? Like, are we doing tongue? Can I grab your ass? What What the hell? Yeah. Are, are we just going to jump right into bed? Are we going to have sex? And if we do, what position? All these things. It would be nice <laughs> to know in advance. Yeah, that's one that you should probably give though, in the beginning of the date. You know, you always, especially when we're talking about a first date, you always get the impression whether you want to hang out with that person all night or whether you're not interested in the first what, ten minutes. Let's say ten. I would say five, but let's say ten to be fair. That's where the survey should come in. Like a secondary what would survey, you like you X the box, X the box that you cross off the box that you want. You know, do you think just maybe a kiss on the cheek for tonight, an elbow bump, or can we shake hands? That's fucking weird, but right. okay, let's shake hands tonight. That's when you give it out because then you'll know if you get the chemistry going. You're like, yes, we can make out wherever you want to, or you can come in, come in, and I'll make you a nightcap. You know, and you mm-hmm. know, okay, we're fucking. So that would be a good time to do that. And I agree with you because that's the awkward part for most people. Whether they're itinerary people or cash people, that's the most awkward part of the day. No, I want the the checklist for the sex and everything. Okay. (laughs) So what? You're going to undress me or I'm going to undress you? Okay. All right. Uh, Who's going down first? You or me? Okay. Now we know. All right. 10.03 p.m. I will attempt to take your bra off myself with one hand if that fails please by 10 15 make me stop right. and take it off yourself like that is not hot 10 18 we turn the tv on so there's a little bit of background noise okay check check yeah <laughs> it's the 
first. It's not sexy. <laughs> no, it isn't. Well, I mean, it could be. Hey, cat, being organized is sexy. <laughs> it is sexy. It's Look, beautiful. I, I understand what you're saying in certain ways. Again, this is this is not all cons for me, but I just have questions. I have some questions. Is there some wiggle room? If I threw out your itinerary and said, I want to take you, you know, no, fuck this. I'm going to go take you to a Cirque du Soleil show. Screw this. Are you going to have like, are you going to have like a, like an anxiety attack if I do that? Are you cool with that? I mean, you're kind of wasting my time at that point because I did the whole survey. (laughs) Fuck a survey. Well, no, don't fuck the survey. The survey fucks you. (laughs) I just think that's great. There's, listen, there's people now where maybe it's 50-50, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm, maybe there's less of me and there's more of you out there. And based on when we talked about this on on our morning show, there's more of the people like you who want, want to know exact details of what they're doing. But there's a fair amount who don't. But you wonder, like, if it's, there's people listening right now that say, itinerary, ugh, that irks me, fuck that. Other people are like, yes, that's my wet dream. Yeah. <laughs> fucking organize this shit. Uh-huh. And I love it. I love that we have such different personalities, all of us, you know, that some of us love this and some of us hate this. It's a weird day. Uh, Kat, as for those who don't listen to our FM radio show, does what's trending every hour. And that could be uh, the hot new game release right down to the Hollywood gossip. And Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears' rivalry from 25 years ago has resurfaced in 2021. Christina Aguilera was asked about the Britney Spears conservatorship. Listen to this. Brittany, have you had any communication? Have you guys had any communication? No, we're not doing that tonight. I'm sorry. No, Thank you. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I'm happy for her. What was wrong with that? But Brittany didn't like it. No, no. I think she wanted, she wanted to hear more. She wanted to hear Christina stand up and say how she was treated was wrong. What happened to her is not okay. Truth be told, though, here's the thing that kind of bugs me about Brittany's reaction. And I will tell you what Brittany's reaction was. Is that a few months back, Christina Aguilera did post something on her Instagram, a picture of the two of them, in fact. And she said, these past few days, I've been thinking about Brittany and everything she's going through. It's unacceptable. Any woman or human wanting to be in control of their own destiny might not be allowed to live life as they wish. I don't know if Brittany just didn't get that memo or wanted her to use her voice. She wanted that audio moment of of her saying it's not okay, like Lady Gaga did recently when she was during a press junket. She stood up for Britney Spears. She said what happened to her, how she was treated was wrong, how women are treated is wrong. And Britney loved that. So Brittany, for those who wonder, well, how did she respond? So she reposted that video over the weekend and said, I love and adore everyone who supported me, but refusing to speak when you know the truth is equivalent to a lie. 13 years being in a corrupt, abusive system, yet why is it such a hard topic for people to talk about? I'm the one who went through it. All the supporters who spoke up and supported me, thank you. Yes, I do matter. So now sources say that Christina doesn't want to be so public about this, and that's why she wants to talk to her privately. So she's going to reach out to her and privately have a chat and see if there's anything that she can do and make it be clear that she does support her. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, Brittany's, and, that, and that's not the only person Brittany's upset with, by the way. There's apparently plenty of people who Brittany lost touch with through these last 13 years that didn't stand up for her. We know she hates her fucking family. We all know that. But there are more people. She hasn't called out yet by name, but now that she's free from that conservatorship, that Oprah interview, which will happen inevitably, is going to be great, Scott. I can't 
wait. Now that's something I'll make an itinerary for. Can't fucking wait for that. Is Britney just kind of caught up in her own hype, thinking that everyone else in the world is invested in her conservatorship? Because I don't know why anyone would ask Christine Aguilera. Like, nobody asks me what I think of somebody that I used to compete with on the radio 20 years ago now, because I don't give a shit. Neither do they. There's a lot of relation there, though. There is. And when it comes to Christina and Britney, this has been a thing for many years. And when they stood together, I feel it was the VMAs. uh, Forgive me if I'm incorrect. But many, many years ago in the early 2000s, they stood side by side to present an award or something like that. And them just standing together, letting people know, like, we're not against each other. We're here for each other. That was a big deal then. So people will always make that correlation. I think that they're stuck there. That's just how it's going to be. Same thing when you bring up NSYNC. Who are you going to compare them to? Backstreet Boys. Forever. Forever you'll compare them to the Backstreet Boys and vice versa. It's just a thing that we have when it comes to that shit. We just go back to these things, and that's what we relate them to. So if something happened to a Backstreet Boy, you might ask an NSYNC member how they feel about it. I don't know. It's just a thing that we have. Um, But if you do want to dig even deeper to this, Janet Jackson entered the picture. But there's a bunch of... Janet Jackson? Where the fuck has she been? Well, this is so messed up because what happened was we also... uh, I I believe it got dropped completely. If not, it was another long trailer for the unreleased, unauthorized, I'm sorry, documentary about what happened at the 2004 Super Bowl. That's the halftime show where we had the nip slip, Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake. Justin was dragged during Britney's unauthorized doc, Framing Britney Spears, you guys might remember. So he, to the point where he issued a public statement to both Janet and Britney apologizing for his actions. That didn't cut it with most people. They didn't like that he basically used and abused what happened to Janet. And I, we say happened too, but the truth is it was a collaborative situation. He used it in a performance a couple of times as a joke. He's joked about it in the past and people feel as though Janet got the shit end of that stick because her career dwindled because she refused to apologize in person to Les Moonves from CBS. Long story short, I know it's a lot of shit going on. But Justin Timberlake now is highlighted in this documentary on the Super Bowl. So now people are like, Justin Timberlake's a terrible fucking person. So enter Janet Jackson who posts something and we're not sure if it's about Britney or if it's about Justin. But Justin apparently liked it. She says, not sure if you got the memo, but we're not competing anymore. We're appreciating and uplifting each other instead. Are you talking about, are you talking about Brittany? Are you talking about, are you talking about people talking shit about Justin? Like, be specific, Janet. And unfortunately, we have no idea, uh, unless she's going to clarify sometime soon. But isn't this messed up? Like, what a day. We're talking about Brittany and Christina. We're talking about Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. You got Benifer back fucking together again. You got Lindsay Lohan starring in a rom-com. I feel like I'm back in grade 11. This is insane. Yeah, it really is a throwback, right? Totally. Katy Perry's dyeing her head, uh, dyed her hair um, dark again. Where are we? <laughs> what year is it? But also, part of me just loves it. I just, I could talk about this shit all day. Last but certainly not least, a woman says she has proof that aliens are real. Oh. Her name is Shira. She spoke about an experience that she had three years ago, and she recalled how aliens came to her home. She says she was taken by extraterrestrial beings and has the ovarian scarring from egg removal in the ultrasound to prove it. She says, no, I have never willingly got my eggs removed. For context, they took three of my eggs. Why would the aliens want human eggs? Are they experimenting on us? Probably. Trying to see how it would go if we went halfsies. 
Half extraterrestrial, half human. Like a mixed galaxy baby? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to see what it looks like, right? It could be wonky. It could be cute. How do we know they can even fertilize a human egg? We don't. We don't know. We don't even know what, quote unquote, they are. Viewers on her TikTok account commented, uh, including someone who claimed to be an ultrasound technician, who says, scarring from egg removal is not a thing. So she post- posted four videos where she went into detail about this alleged alien abduction. Shira said it all started in 2018 when she experienced paralysis from falling asleep on her sofa. The NHS defines sleep paralysis as the inability to move your muscles as you are falling asleep or waking up. She says, I was freezing and my body couldn't move. I looked over at the door and it opened. There was a figure, a holographic looking human figure. She said she didn't realize she had her eggs removed, but described the process as, and I quote, pure bliss. Mm-hmm. Hey, now, Whoa. I guess we know how they took him out. Huh? She claimed this guy told me you have three hybrid babies. You have three of your eggs taken. I initially had no idea of this until I met this man and my intuition trusted him. So following the incident, she said she changed her name and became sober. Oh, she was a drunk before all this. Oh. <laughs> okay, that does not help your story. Oh, I lady. wish they would have put that in the first line of the story. <laughs> I was almost there, Scott. I was almost there, and now I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> wow. She says she changed her name. She got sober, blah, blah, blah. And she ends with, you can believe me or you don't have to. Just know that not everybody lives in a scientific reality. And some folks live in a very spiritual way, and some experiences really do change people's lives. I don't know, if you have eggs removed involuntarily, I guess, I guess there would have to be some scarring, wouldn't there, from the process? Of course, yes. So I don't know what that x-ray technician's talking about, but can we accept that as bona fide proof that she was abducted or that she had a real good night that she doesn't remember? Yeah, I mean, you say good night, I say underground, some weird shit's going on, and she signed up for it without remembering she did, or maybe she does know, and she's trying to figure out an excuse as to why she sold her eggs to the fucking dark web. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I'm going with it. I'm thinking that's what happened. (laughs) Yeah, I really don't know, Uh, but for what it's worth, if the aliens ever come to visit you guys, they want something from inside you. Do they only go after women or will they go after guys and steal the sperm? And if they do, how are they getting it out? <laughs> are they taking it from inside like the eggs or are they going to, like, is an alien going to give you a handy or Here, something? Here, take this cup. Here's a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for your sperm. Yeah, fuck. Great. Take it. Here you go. Let me undo my pants for you. You want me to lay down or stand up or what works for you? <laughs> Should I warn you first or what's the deal? I'd give you a little tap on the head or what do you mean? <laughs> We're here for your fertilization. Great. Start sucking. <laughs> this is going to take a while. Like, Tell me there's more of you guys. I had a few drinks, so I don't know if you, I, I hope you're not in a hurry. Because this is going to take a while. You might want to give up on me. Go to the next guy. <laughs> uh, I usually wear boxers, but today I wore briefs. You might not want this round. Your green face doesn't necessarily turn me on. Do you mind if I watch something in the background? <laughs> You know what? 
Better yet, let me clear the chamber first, and then you can take a fresh batch. <laughs> let me grab my iPad. Give Hang me 20 on. minutes yeah. here. You know what? Turn around and lift up your pants a little bit. Lift up your skirt. Let me see what's yeah, going on there. Fuck. <laughs> they probably listen to this. You're next. You're next on their list. I guess so. Yeah. Well, it's not the worst thing that could happen. <laughs> so wait a second. You're going to sneak into the room. Give me a real quick handy and then take off. Um, I mean, uh, I wanted that for a long time and it never happened. Do I so. need to fill out a Google form about this or like? <laughs> but what do I wear to dinner? Are we gonna go see Van Gogh's exhibit first or like do I just fucking go here? Like, what do you need? <laughs> Guys, have a fantastic Monday. It's gonna be cold this week, so bundle up. We'll uh, catch you right back here tomorrow. Some business news is how that Oprah and Reese Witherspoon are the newest investors in Spanx. Although from now until New Year's, I think we're all pretty invested in Spanx. <laughs> McDonald's was just offering a big promotion on Egg McMuffins to celebrate the sandwich's 50th anniversary. And it was so popular that their app crashed. That's right. The McDonald's app totally stopped working. As a result, it was renamed the McDonald's ice cream machine. <laughs> There's a fight now every three days on airplanes. I was uh, traveling last weekend at the gate announcement. The guy was saying, now boarding welterweight to middleweight. A man surprised his girlfriend by bringing her on stage to propose to her during an Adele concert. Then they sat down and listened to an hour of songs about divorce. New research shows that before honeybees are killed by murder hornets, they scream a rally cry to other bees who sadly just film the attack on their phones. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.